Hey, I'm Tyler. I'm Sophie. I'm Locke. I'm Justin. I'm Noah K. And this is Talking on the Western Front. So for today's episode, we will be talking about the first chapter of the book, All Quiet on the Western Front, by Eric Murray of Remark. So at the end of chapter one, we were reading, and we read the part about Mueller asking for Kemmerich's boots. How do you guys feel about it? Do you guys think that Kemmerich, or Mueller asking for Kemmerich's boots, uh, boots was self-centered of him? Or do you think he was doing it out of love for Kemmerich and wanted something to remember him by? Just... He in his survival mode. Mm. No, no, like, so I feel like um, he asked for the boots because he wanted to survive. Like, obviously anybody in a situation like that would probably be sad, but in, in the time of war, you can't, like, get your, like, your feelings get uh, in your head. So he's just thinking about survival, and amidst that, he asked for his boots. I agree. So, because in the one part of the book, he goes uh, and talks about how in his current boots he keeps getting blisters on his feet and that the new boots that uh, Kemmerich has that are like barely worn out would be very nice on his blistered feet and I think that just shows that he's trying to only look out for himself and doesn't uh, and try is just trying to survive in the war me and Odo here in this survival mode I think he's still for I mean, I think that also shows like the harsh environment and setting of like um, the war atmosphere, because like it shows how badly like they have it and how like um, they need everything they can get to survive. Because like it's not easy being out in war, so I feel like that really shows how hard it is and how much you want to survive. Yeah. At the end of page ten. Um, I've read a part where it, ta- it goes back and talks about Kantarek, their schoolmaster, and how he was stern, and um, specifically it states, Kantarek has been our schoolmaster, a stern little man in a gray tailcoat with a face like a shrew mouse. And then later, it, show- it talks about how um, a guy named Joseph Bem was like a- considered to be a coward, so he was forced to go to war. And I think this shows... Um, like how like stern like their masters were and also shows how scary war is but like it also shows through the context of the chapter how the school masters don't really understand what war is because they say oh it'll be fine it'll be nice and like roses and stuff like later on when he goes to war and he dies it's all gruesome and it's nothing like they would expect so it kind of shows how um they you need to really be in war to understand how like hard it is i agree I agree. The master, I mean, the, the schoolmaster never been to war before, but uh, he forced these kids to sign up for war. I think it get drafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he not really know what's worth like. And, uh, yeah. So also, I agree. And you can see that he doesn't really know what it's like because at the end of the chapter, they talk about how Kentrick, he wrote a letter to them and they were laughing at him because like he didn't really know, but he was telling them while they were in school that, oh, you should go to war and uh, a war is honorable and it's a good death or something like that. And how he just didn't know what he was talking about. And that's why they didn't trust him anymore and they didn't really like him. So in the beginning of the book, uh, I read about Jin Chir. Uh, 
He's a cook for for team two. For company two. Yeah, company two. He's a new uh, new cook for company two, and I not really like him. Uh, so he cooked for 150 people, but by the end when uh, the army returned, there's only 80 people left, and they asked him for food, but he's not giving them two portion because two portion basically of tobacco or cigarette because it's not enough. So it showed that the harsh condition of war and then how they want to relieve uh, by using tobacco and cigarette. So what do you think about this passage? I think it definitely shows the like harshness of war because well for one what I immediately think is that I you think that they'd be more like this um what would you say like broken up about like the deaths of their comrades but like yeah. in this time of war they've kind of like trained not to really think about it that much they just kind of move on and like amidst like their deaths they just say oh can I have more food instead of you know mourning their deaths they're just too hungry that they not even think about yeah. yeah they're thinking about their selves and what they should do to preserve their mental health which would be smoking tobacco to keep them comfor- uh, comfortable yeah I think that also shows like what they've been taught because like the schoolmasters, like, they just tell them, oh, don't worry about it too much, how they've been taught to, like, think about death. Mm-hmm. But they they never really been to war, so they can't really speak um, on their behalf of how they should act. So I think it's, like, it just kind of shows, like, um, the hardness of war and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, um, in the paragraph where it talks about them getting shot and dying, and it and they left him for dead. Do you think that this could be a reoccurring theme of the hardships of war where they're, it's not actually glorious and they're just being sent out to die? So when the guy got shot in the thing, I think this could represent a reoccurring theme because then it also talks about how, well, that was the first guy to die, the guy that got shot and left for dead. He got left in the trenches and they didn't like, they didn't want to save him because they thought he was dead, but he was really just unconscious. But then there was also the other guy who got shot in the eye and then also was like the guy that was in the infirmary. Yeah. The amputated one. Yeah, the amputated one that was gonna die, who uh, Mueller wanted the the boot. Okay, that Mueller wanted the boots from. So, yeah, I think it could be a recurring theme throughout the book. I mean, it's definitely gonna be a recurring theme. It's, the whole book's about war. I mean, I mean, like, people are gonna die. We've already. And, uh, I mean, that's how, probably <laughs> the main characters. We've already. It's already been shown that like it's gruesome. Like it's not holding back. It's in the first chapter. It already has someone dying. Two people dying. So it's kind of like, what else is gonna be in the rest of the book? Yeah, and it already talks about how, like, Canterac was, like, telling them that war is, like, really, like, um, glorious, and it's, like, honorable to, like, die in war. So, like, this show the opposite to what Canterac said. Yeah. Was process. So, at the end of the chapter, Can- Canterac uh, sends a letter to the boys, and essentially... It talks about, he still, like, thinks that war is glorious and, like, like sends them a letter that basically says, I wish I could be there with you. And then the boys sarcastically, like, joke around with it because war sucks and they're, like, suffering. So how do you think this letter affects the story and do you think 
um, Kendrick will keep sending them letters? So I think it impacts the story by showing how little the teachers know. So in this time period, all the teachers were teaching like the kids and the college students or whatever that like they should go to war because war is a glorious death. And it basically just shows, oh yeah, he really taught us good, huh? We're about to die in war, blah, blah, blah. In the same part, he calls them like the Iron Youth. What do you guys think that means? I, uh, I think it just shows like basically he thinks that they're like undefeatable and that like their youth will keep them alive in my opinion yeah like they're strong it's just, um, young people. Yeah. just basic nationalism in the 1920s though yeah. so i also think that in a sense so at the end um when they got the letter it like tyler said it really does show how like little he knows but also um the reason it shows that is because they're going like through all these hardships and it kind of puts salt in the wound for them even though he doesn't know what they're going through so it really shows how little they know like how hard like their times are right now and they don't like hate Kentrick but they also do at the same time like they don't blame him for what he did because everybody and their mom was pressuring like the youth to go to war but he was like the one that influenced them the most okay so personally, I think that chapter one was kind of boring because it just talked about them like going to the bathroom for a really long time. And it also talked about like their food for just like a really long time. And it honestly just felt like it was just going on and on over like little details. Yeah, like they took too long to explain uh, certain things that really didn't need a long explanation. And it just caused the chapter to be much longer than it really needed to be. But, I mean, I can understand it because nobody really knows what war is like, so he's trying to explain it to everybody, like, every little thing. But I think he could have shortened it down a lot. I think, I think a lot of it is just the fact that I don't think it was so much boring because, like, um, obviously not, like, not a lot of, like, action, as people would say, is happening. But I think it's more about um, the first chapter is, like, what introduces the characters. And I think it's good that they... Um, like characterize these characters and make them like feel like real people and give them characters which i think is important and i also think you can't really make a war story interesting because war is not like um fun and like interesting it's like gruesome so by showing that it shows like what war is really like and gives an accurate accurate portrayal that's kind of boring yeah i think as the book goes on though like in most normal books it'll get more, yeah, more interesting it's just normally like the first chapter is kind of boring as it introduces all the characters and things and like the setting i think as the book go on there's more context so <clears throat> this book takes place in uh world war one which is like in the 1910s and 1920s around there and um these boys are on the german front somewhere in france and they are personally german and yeah, it's just like, the setting would just be like very rough situations, such as like when they got bombarded by attacks on the front line for four, or on the 14th day or whatever it was. So it's just, it's just like rough in a hard time for them. I think it also shows that like not everyone like in war is bad. Like people have their own motives and some soldiers are just told to do things even though they may not agree with it, which is what's happening here. So I definitely think it shows that war is like not good for everyone and for almost every side, it's like not good. No one likes it, it's gruesome. It's not like um, good for a certain side. So there was a lot of important uh, characters in this chapter. 
One of which I think would be one of the more important ones was the guy who, I forget his name, but it was the guy who died first in, in the war because it shows them like the harsh reality of the war. And it was like, that was their first experience of somebody dying. And it was somebody that they were like friends with. And then they, they thought he was dead, but then he wasn't. And he started crawling back and then he eventually died because he couldn't stay in cover. And I think this was just like a very traumatic experience for them. But that's like one of the main ones, I think. Yeah, his name was Joseph. Ben. Yeah, Joseph Ben. And then also, Kanterik was introduced in the chapter. He was also a very important guy because he was like their their inspiration to join the war, which obviously he didn't know what he was talking about, but he, he was still very important to them. And then obviously like the two friends or like the three friends of the group. So Mueller would be one of them, which he was also very like a really uh, influential character throughout the chapter. And then the schoolmaster too. He played a big role in uh, how they were feeling about war before and then after. I think it's very important that the author identifies their age because everyone of different ages has different looks and views on things. So not only are they all 19 or um, the friends, the group of friends, they're all 19. It shows like their outlook and also shows the fact that they're able to go to the war and like they're in this situation. I think another part is with Joseph Bem, it shows like, for example, like they remember his name, they see him as a person, whereas like the masters may not see it that way, they may not care as much. So it shows how like the masters may not care as much, but they like do because they see him as a real person, they see him and like talk to him. There's also Kaczynski, I forgot how to say his name. Um, he was like the leader of their little group. He's like a 40-year-old yeah. man who's who ranks higher than all of them, and they, I don't think they hate him. But no, I don't, they don't. It's just order. Yeah. And then there was also Ginger the cook. He was pretty important. Like, he didn't give them the second rations, which led to them, like, being annoyed at him. But, and plus the fact, like, he doesn't want to run up in the, onto the front lines to bring them food ever which lets them have cold food once the action stops, which annoys them a lot. So that's, this is just like a very bad part. So, or like a very influential character on them. So yeah. Do you talk about his friends? So for our character shout out this episode, we decided to shout out Mueller because he was in full survival mode and he was just kind of being like the guy, you know, he, like he was asking for boots when the guy was on his deathbed like he wouldn't even let him die before taking them and this is like that's that's the main reason why we shout him out it just shows like dedication for survival and like he was just caring about himself not like a completely selfish way but he wanted to survive and it showed like that he was just doing the best for himself just the condition make him to do Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Talking on the Western Front.